0: Thank you for joining us with the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. By the way, this is Thanksgiving week.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, I hope is. that your
0: turkey is succulent and moist and lots of gravy on the side. What a nice, great... In fact, that should
1: have been the benediction from church. Oh, well, really. yes. That should have been. And but it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> wasn't. Now I'm... I, I, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to write oh, an okay. e- email to my pastor.
0: May your carbohydrates be complex.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: May your...
1: Um, it's getting bad now. Stuffing it's me. Getting, oh okay. man, yeah. I have it with for twerky. a second. I know okay. that was really good. Um, something that um, I was very thankful for is I don't hear it, just working in Christian music. I love the songs, but because there's so many, mm-hmm. there's not a lot that stick out anymore. Not not mm-hmm. not new songs, right? You hear okay. you hear a song all the time. It's like that's great too. That's oh here's another good one. Oh here's another good one. This one from Wren Collective. I got to see them play this. Yeah. And it has just been on my mind for days.
0: Okay, can I comment on what you just said? There aren't too many that stick out. That is an all relative statement, I think, because there are some where a song that might not stick out for me, right, would stick out for them. Well, sure, and vice versa. Yeah, but there are songs, and we then collectively go, "Oh yeah, that was a smash." Where I mean, yeah, we're crying out loud, you could name any artist from the '70s, I, Queen. How many of their songs stick out, right? Three. Only three?
1: I right off the top of my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, another one bites the dust. We will rock you. Bohemian you know, Rhapsody.
0: I think Mercy Me is one of those bands in the Christian music world that has just song after song after song that stick out. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh I, look, I'm going back in time, but DC talk Toby Mac. I love that. Love, love that Matthew West has got some great songs. We already went back in time with Queen. So uh
1: no, I didn't I did mean that for me exclusively. I, I oh. just I I, I I mean that subjectively totally. But I
0: think it was such a relatable thing to say because there are those times where we'll see other people in our world freaking out about a song. And we're like, really? Oh. It's okay. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, it was good, yeah. but you're like over the moon about it, right?
1: Well, and here's a song that I'm going to present to you from Ren Collective. It, it is uh maybe you will be that way with the song, but the message it's, is what's it's so it's so needed. And I was telling my friend this. I I don't see a lot of songs that I I there's there's some songs I really love the message, but it, you know, it's okay. It's not too catchy. And then there's some songs it's super catchy, but it's like maybe a little um uh basic if you if you will i mean i don't mean okay. that to say insulting this was like powerful and it sounds great all in one package and let me just play you a clip i'll well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll set it up how he said it he recently uh, this is the lead singer of ren collective chris uh, he recently had twins mm-hmm. and they went back in for doctor's appointments and for one of his kids it is a diagnosis that is not life threatening or anything but it's it's something that will change the trajectory of his life it will change the quality of mm-hmm. of of this i believe boy's life and he said you know you can really get in a bad place about that stuff yeah but i've got to remember that god is in control and so they have this song called on their most recent album called hallelujah anyway i don't think i'm
0: Anyway, oh, that's so good, and that's it, not just you, by the way. <laughs> it's not just me. That's good. It sticks out, right?
1: It's a good song. Um, you know, we live in a time where people are leaving their faith, and we, um, I think, we've been living a lie. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of Christian culture has been presenting this lie for thirty years, forty years, and it's this. It's this. This general premise: if you follow Christ, your life will generally work out. Mm. Your dreams will be accomplished. Your life will be fulfilled. It'll be nice and bubbly. You might even get rich in the process. You hear the word breakthrough a lot in in churches today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the words of that song it flips it on its head, even if my breakthrough never comes, mm-hmm. because people go about it different ways. I mean, one is you stick to your faith, but if you don't have a breakthrough, you must, must not be doing it right. You must not be praying hard enough. Yeah. Or what we're now seeing trending is my breakthrough doesn't come. Well, Christianity has promised me this, so God must not be real.
0: Mm. Yeah. That,
1: that's where people go. It's it's now to one extreme or the other in a lot of situations. I I must be a bad Christian, uh, or I don't think God's real because of this premise that the Bible never presents.
0: It's a candy coated faith. I don't know. It, it's 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 not. Realistic. I think it probably could even be like when you read through some of the psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, you read through these passages that sound all inclusive in that, hey, the good guys are gonna succeed, the bad guys are gonna fail. And you're like, well, how do you how do you come away from reading through passages like that? And not walk away with, my life should generally go good, according to this. But if you read the Bible in in its full context, even Solomon, who was said to be the wisest guy ever, he writes so completely, <laughs> um, enigmatically is a good word for it, puzzling sometimes. You will read through one passage where it's just beautiful sentiment. And most of the time, these proverbs will go... Set percent, like let's say nine times out of 10 accurately, but then you also have to recognize the 1% where it doesn't necessarily go well. So, right? one,
1: one example is uh, raise your children right. the way train, that they the, should, w- train it in the way that they should go, exactly. in, and they'll never depart from it. That's not a promise from God right. that when you take your kids to church their whole life, they will be a Christian no matter what.
0: Then you go on to read from the same author a book like Ecclesiastes. And he seems to kind of undo some of the things that he just shared in Proverbs. Mm. How does that work? And I think you have to read it. And there's incredible material on that. I love the Bible project. You mentioned that in the last podcast. Yes, Uh, Tim Mackey has been a huge influence in helping me um, understand Mm -hmm. how these things can still be connected. It doesn't mean that one is accurate and one is inaccurate. Uh, it, it, the philosophy that Solomon goes on to share in Ecclesiastes, it's almost like a critic where he sits back, he takes into account, it doesn't matter whether you're good, bad, rich, poor, the rain still lands on everybody. You might as well, you know, eat, drink, be merry because tomorrow Mm -hmm. you die kind of mentality. It
1: feels pretty hopeless in some of those parts. Yeah. yeah.
0: But towards the end of the book, it kind of wraps up and resolve with hope. So it's. I think this kind of reading is where we get these interesting philosophies that get preached from the pulpit, because if the Son of God was taken to the cross, and he tells me to pick up my cross and follow him through one of his apostles, then I can count on this life being filled with tribulation, in fact, to his own word, right? I don't know where the f- everything is coming up, sunshine, roses, and and... I don't know why that gets preached. I don't know why things are so um, analytical. From you follow a certain formula, it's going to land a certain way. There are
1: churches even in in my town that that need to hear that song. I just wish it was said from stage, yeah. Um, Because breakthroughs don't happen the way that we want it, yeah. And in certain situations, maybe not at all. This side of heaven, right? And and I think that there is such beauty in you know. It's uh, I, I think I would point to that verse of what we do is foolishness to the world because mm-hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you know that it's real, mm-hmm. it would be a lot like the benefit of um, serving your spouse in marriage. Really, when my wife asks me to do something
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I just don't feel like it, I don't want to, I don't want to go to that thing with her or just me to take out the trash. And I just, why she asked me to do this? But regardless if I feel like it or not, or if it feels good to me, um, I do it or try to, not always, but I try to (laughs) because really that proves your love more. Mm -hmm. Love is an action, not a feeling. And so when he says those words, hallelujah anyway, Mm -hmm. like God, this this is, you know, the other part of the Psalms, right? Why are you letting my enemies win? (laughs) But- you are God.
0: Yeah, you're God and you get it. You got the big perspective here.
1: Recognizing mm-hmm. that it, that you are who you are. And so even if my daylight never dawns, I mean, all the words of that chorus leading up to, but it doesn't matter because I know that this is true. So praise God anyway.
0: Yeah. And so some might listen to that and say, well, then what's the point of living um, a faith-based life in this Jesus who doesn't promise me a rose garden? What's the point?
1: He then? doesn't promise it in this life.
0: That's the point. I think uh, one of the one of the most striking things that I think the Holy Spirit shared with me in reading the story about the paralytic gentleman, the man who was on the stretcher, who was dropped through the roof, not dropped. He yeah. was just dropped through that roof. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was lowered by his four friends. The part that stands out to me the most is that Jesus first heals the sin nature. Mm. And that to me shows precedence this is the first and most important thing that I can absolve you from, mm. and then, yeah, I mean, he's got the scoffers nearby. The Pharisees are over there going, "Oh my word, was he forgiven sin?" Mm. They sounded, they sound like like that. a southern boys. Yeah, yeah that's what they wow. sounded like in in Israel at the time. Yeah, but uh, that then he heals the ailment, and we recently Carter and I had the privilege of talking to a lovely young woman named Ashton who at four years of age suffered a horrible loss. She was in an accident and it took most of her foot. And as a little four-year-old, you can imagine that would be just something weird to have to get used to. What is this prosthesis? And mom and dad are trying to help me learn how to walk all over again. Uh, And perhaps you can relate to that firsthand because you know what that's like. So why would God might be a question that had crossed through her parents' minds. And yet here's this wonderful young woman who grew up with this tender heart and compassion. Who knows whether that would have been as intact as it is today. She has this unbelievable empathy for people. And so she goes to college and she starts getting this knowledge about how there are people in this world that do not have the money to have a simple prosthetic limb because of the expense That was not her experience. Thank God it sounds like her family was able to provide one. She said, we got to do something about this. And that empathy drove her to start a nonprofit, get out of her sorority at college, which, you know, you're a college student. Perhaps you've been one and maybe you've been in a sorority. You're busy. You're busy. And so she starts this nonprofit. It's, uh, I think it's called um, Angels. Ashton's Angels. Ashton's Angels. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the college she went to, which happens to be uh, A&M, Texas A&M. They said, we want to come alongside. And now they're helping in gathering enough money for for people who cannot afford limbs. You think about if God had saved her from this, he could have, absolutely. But would this have still happened? Uh, it's difficult for us to think about when the Lord does allow these things to touch our life. But if we are walking and living and moving and having our being in Him, for tragedy to touch our lives, then it has to move through Him first. Sometimes you hear that, especially if you have been betrayed, if you've had an act of violence, uh, something done to you, how could God? But I think the question that we have to kind of turn around on its head is say, Lord, how do you want this to serve you? And that's a lot easier to say than do, but to Carter's point about making a choice, it is a choice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I can stay bitter when I find out that my son has autism and I had begged God to keep him free um, from anything that would mentally be anguishing because of my family's past history. Um, I didn't want that for him. But I'm discovering the more that I'm uh, Sammy's mom just recently watched this documentary about even nonverbal autism um which my son is high high functioning but these children they may seem simple because they're nonverbal and they do these things that only very tiny people around you would like in a preschool type setting and then they're given a map to be able to communicate and profound sentences are coming from them you're like oh my word mm-hmm. And it was described as um, they don't miss what's right in front of them. So it made me think about the saying, uh, you don't want to miss the forest for the tree, mm-hmm. but it's in reverse almost for them, but in a positive way. Cause sometimes we can ha- be so focused in on something. We miss the the really important stuff in life. I think that's what that saying is supposed to be about. So obsessed with my finances that I forget to have fun with my family. Right. Mm-hmm. But for them, they focus in on that tree and they don't miss the master craftsmanship of our creator. Mm. They focus in and they get all about the sounds, the textures, the this, the the things that we can learn from somebody who is quote unquote disabled. They do speak a language. It's just foreign to us and they view the same for what we speak. We speak a foreign language in many sure, ways, right? Sure. So yeah. Are we looking at it as a disability or is it a way that God wants to connect us further for his purpose, his glory, like Ashton did? Well,
1: I think with any take on life, I thought about this the other day with um, whether you loved elementary school or you hated elementary school, Mm -hmm. whether you loved middle school or you hated middle school, you kind of look back now and you go, oh God. Middle school. <laughs> uh, I would never go back, right? I would never go back to middle Ask school. Ask me if I loved it. Did you love it? I hate it. You this. hate it. See, I love middle school, right? Yeah. Really? And it's just like so silly. The things I was super into and thought, oh, this is the best thing. Like, we have pizza for lunch now, like you know, uh, and or or whether you you hate it, whether it was really bad, you right? You had those
0: weird chocolate milk milk pouches that I had never seen before. That
1: was in elementary school. They quit those pretty quickly. Uh, it, where They switched from a carton to the plastic bag. They had to squeeze and then poke with a straw,
0: like a Capri Sun.
1: Yeah, but like a flat.
0: Yeah. Just regular plastic. It was
1: weird. Anyway, we digress. (laughs) I look back on middle school now and I think anybody that anybody with a middle school experience does and goes, Oh oh man, I'm glad that was just for that limited time. Yeah. That's this life. Mm -hmm. And we might even look back in heaven and go, it was so silly. Yeah. Maybe even to the hard stuff, maybe because of where we'll be
0: Yeah,
1: Of, of the, the glory and the perfection and the, no rush and no busyness and no sadness. And we'll just look back on this life of the stuff that either I hated or I thought was, man, this, this is what life's about. And yeah. go, that's so silly.
0: Now we're talking to you as a person who believes in Jesus.
1: Yeah. As a person right. who
0: believes that there is this incredible hope that we have in him, that one day we will be with him forever and get to honor the Lord with our lives that there will be no more tears, that this is what we believe. If you're talking in in this way to people outside of the faith, most of the time, I think you're going to get... Now, there are some people of different faiths that may believe, hey, there might be purpose in pain. Mm -hmm. But to be able to... There is no purpose in pain. We got to obliterate pain.
1: Yeah, this is what we're saying is foolishness, right? And of course, uh, you know, obliterate pain. I mean, you know, I'm glad uh, what, I can't remember his name, but I'm glad he came up with the polio vaccine. I mean, you know what I mean? Right? Of course we, you know, we work together to do
0: that. At the same time, if it wasn't for pain, how would you not know when you're in dangerous proximity to something that can hurt you? Yeah. So like if I, there are those folks that have this um, disability that, it keeps them from feeling pain. Oh, right. So their nerves are not necessarily intact. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but yeah, they they have hurt themselves. They've been walking along. They're bleeding. They don't even know it. Right. Right. They could bleed out. They could die from that. So there there is purpose in pain in that very literal sense, but also to just kind of translate that over and could God use mm-hmm. for His glory, like He says in Romans eight twenty eight, all things together for good for people who align with God and follow after Christ.
1: Yeah, and this is, I, then it gets you back to, okay, is God real? And we've had plenty of conversations <laughs> if you want to binge the old episodes of great apologetics and facts and talking about, yeah, Jesus really is who he said he is and thank God for that. So thank you so much for this week's episode of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. And happy turkey bit. Oh, I'm eat some good stuff.